0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Spin is a Four Letter Word, the Maroon PR podcast, all things media and public relations, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, joining me today is Matt Williams, our VP of media and strategy and all that good stuff. Hey, Matt. Hey, John. How are you? And our silent but lethal producer, editor, director, Brittany Everett. She's firing fake guns right now. <laughs> hey, um, we're going to get into this in a second, but uh, today we're going to talk, instead of having a guest, I'm going to talk a little bit about the spate of um, controversies and things happening in the world of sports. Everything from Major League Baseball's work stoppage to the um, fight between Michigan and Wisconsin basketball to the um, demise of the Saudi Golf League and Phil Mickelson's demise of his brand. Um, So thanks for listening. We're going to get to it in a minute. And this is Spin is a Four Letter Word. Matt, lots to jump into here. Um, I'd love to start a little bit for the golf fans out there with the rise and quick fall of the proposed Saudi-backed Golf League and the PGA Tour's response and ultimately Phil Mickelson's um, defiance followed by an apology and a break. I mean, it has been a wild week for the PGA Tour. Yeah,
1: no doubt no doubt about it. And, and I think, you know, this – Clearly, this league has been rumored for years, uh, several years now, and there's been back and forth. I know Greg Norman's kind of been out in front of it a lot, and um, but boy, it, it it really took a big turn um, suddenly. And uh, I think you know, like so many upstart leagues that try to challenge the 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 ones that are that are that are established, it's really difficult to do. That's one thing, and then secondly, when you um, when when the league is is shouldered up with with a group that may not have the greatest reputation in the world, that changes things too.
0: Well, I think you're right. I think if this was some sort of um, upstart league that wasn't tied to blood money, wasn't tied to Saudi Arabia, that is known for human rights violations far and wide, it may have had a little bit better chance. Maybe not at success, but at least there wouldn't be vitriol. And I think that's what I think that's what people faced. It, Before we get into Phil, I thought the juxtaposition between Phil Mickelson and Rory McIlroy was dramatic. Rory McIlroy early on said, I just don't like where the money's coming from and I'm not going to participate. That was over 750 days ago. And talk about a guy that always seems to be doing the right thing, always seems to go with his moral compass and just understands things intuitively. It was very impressive. That guy's one of the favorites for so many reasons.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And and moral compass is the is the right word here because, you know, he's he is who he is. He stuck to his guns. He was he's basically saying, you know, this isn't right. As much as Rory may behind the scenes want some things to change in the PGA Tour, uh, you know, he's what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong and. You know, you've you seen Phil then turn and say, you know, at, at any cost he wants to take the PGA, at, at the cost of his own, you know, morals. He knows what's right and what's wrong, and deep down you think he does. And so um, for for him to turn like this um, with, with no regard for what the future holds for his brand and for – and for where this money's coming from, et cetera. Um, you know, it just shows you that who who's more comfortable in their own skin and who's not.
0: Well, it's really interesting to look back on kind of the trajectory of this. Very little has been even said on the record about it, right? I mean, it's been a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors. These 20 got when they get 20 guys, they're going to announce, they're going to announce something around the players in mid-March. They got 15, they're growing, Bryson's in, DJ's considering it. But no one's saying anything, right? Right. This is just a lot of speculation. And then slowly, um, you heard different guys start to feel pressure to say, I'm not into this. I'm not doing this. Now, then it came down to a lot of guys who were a little bit past their prime, a little bit older, Lee Westwood and Henrik Stenson and obviously Phil Mickelson and a few others. And they were kind of interestingly quiet. In this past week, you have – Dustin Johnson have a a a statement issued by the PGA Tour because I'm sure DJ's not he's not a a guy that wants to talk about this sort of thing and so he's like yeah I'm not doing this just put something out and so they pushed it out and it was shockwaves and then Bryson DeChambeau did a kind of a non-committal statement but at least he said he's not doing that you know as long as there's no better options I'm on the PGA I'm committed to the PGA Tour so it's a weird sort of statement. So I'm almost done rambling, but then Alan Shipnuck, who really was a did some amazing journalism throughout this, and he had been writing a book for some time, an unauthorized biography of Phil, and he'd known Phil for a while, and they had a, what he described as a good relationship, and but Phil didn't want to sit down for the book. One day, as all this stuff was coming to a head, Phil texted him and said, hey, can we talk about... NFTs and corporate partnerships and all this other stuff. And Alan said, not the sexiest stuff in the world, not really one, but yeah, if Phil Nicholson wants to talk to me, I'm going to talk to him. And they spoke for some time. And that's when Phil's quotes um, came out uh, about, you know, calling these guys, you know, crazy motherfuckers and saying that they kill people and they just, but I don't, th- and that's kind of, I think, where the rubber hit the road. When you start to identify that I know where this money is, I know what these people are made of. I know what they're all about, but, and turning it into kind of a crusade against the PGA tour that is a nonprofit that gives tens of millions of dollars a year to charities. And that has made a lot of really good golfers really, really wealthy including it, Phil including Phil it just did not work
1: no i mean it, it it was obvious that Phil knew what was right or wrong here um with regard to where this money was coming from and he just allowed his emotions that that were so against the PGA to rule what he said um and yes yeah it, it sounded like there were some players that were involved that were that were interested in getting into this um, but it, they quickly kind of started backing off all at once, and it makes you wonder, John, if 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 some of this was sponsor driven. That some of these sponsors oh, said, "Sure, you know, I, I can't sponsor you if you're taking blood money from the from Saudi Arabia." You know, and
0: they couldn't. Right. I, you know, it made sense. I mean, it's a corporate suicide, right, right? No, I I agree. And listen, Matt, I think the other thing that's really interesting with the Phil thing, is that a lot of people say he's a really strong guy, which you can kind of pick up, a really strong personality. He does what he wants. So he's not going to really listen to many people in his life outside of maybe Amy, and he's going to do his own thing. And he's smart, but I think sometimes athletes at, at that level live in a bit of a bubble. And when you think that words like, you know, I knew, I'm doing this to to take on the PGA Tour. People are going to look at you like what the hell are you talking about? Like that doesn't square. Like this is crazy, but I don't know if I don't know sometimes you lose perspective, right?
1: Yeah, I think I think, you know, sometimes you don't have enough people looking you in the eye and saying, back off a second. You know, who who do you think you are here, you know? And, and a little reality check, a little dose of reality for some of these folks that and that happens in, in, in all businesses where these people get insulated with yes people and they don't have someone telling them, you know, look, this is not right.
0: Well fast forward, Phil issued um, a very lengthy, what can be described as an apology. Um, it was rambling Randall Chambly on Golf Channel, who's a guy that I think super smart and candid and not afraid to speak his mind. Roasted him for it, um, but it was an apology, little after the fact. But he said a lot of things in it, right? He he basically still praised the league mm-hmm. that that he's not joining, um, and Greg Norman and all that good stuff. And then he said that he's thankful for the PGA Tour, but. You know, he and he he needs some time away. I think that's kind of the catch-all when you step in it these days—is you get time away, which is not a bad from a public relations perspective, not a bad strategy. Disappear for a little bit. I'm curious how long that'll be. It makes me sad um, because I'm I'm a Phil Mickelson fan. Yep. I've always rooted for him. I always liked him. I think he's great with the fans. And I and I don't think this will end anything. We live in a world that forgives, you know. He'll he'll be fine, but it's going to tarnish him and follow him. And unfortunately, it's not like he has thirty years of golf left to kind of write the ship and people forget about it. He's already mostly on the senior tour, so it makes me sad. I wish him well, and um, I'm not very surprised by the final outcome here.
1: Agreed. And you know, look at the end of the day, you know, when people write about his career, this is probably going to be paragraph number two or three, you know, in his story. Uh, which is unfortunate because he, he has an such an all-time, all-time great, has yeah. had such a great career, um, and he's done a lot for golf. But, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, this is one of those that you don't that – you you're never, never going to shake it.
0: Yeah, and I think the last thing I would recommend to Phil from a PR perspective, before you disappear, sit down with somebody. Right. Don't just issue a statement. Sit down with somebody that you respect. You don't even have to like them, but sit down with somebody that a lot of people are going to watch, a Jimmy Roberts or – you know, a rich learner or somebody like that, and, and tell your story, look in the camera, you know, explain it as best you can, but really work on that and prep for that first.
1: Absolutely. it's, it's great advice, and hopefully he will take that.
0: I hope so. All right, Matty, shifting gears to the college basketball universe. A um, little dust-up between Wisconsin and Michigan during the handshake line last week, um, where it ultimately ended with Jawan Howard, the Michigan iconic player and now head coach, reaching over a few people to slap the head of uh, the Wisconsin head coach. Um, generally, it came out of the end of the game when um, there was some pressing going on with 15 seconds left in a blowout and some, you know, some ill will. Um, you know, it ended up Howard got suspended for the last five games of the regular season, which personally I thought was a slap on the wrist. Yeah, yeah. It was not his first incident. You know, he did this last year with Mark Turgeon, threatened to kill him, I think yeah, was a yeah, exactly. so this dude's got some some anger issues. Um but I also I also didn't think that Michigan uh, their initial statement was very good. Yeah. Um, you know, anyone saw that there was this whole statement about how his behavior was unacceptable despite aggravating circumstances. Those words make render the statement. Bullshit! Like you gotta be strong and say no. We don't tolerate this, and Juwan's gonna be sitting down. And it didn't. It didn't happen. But it was an ugly incident.
1: It was. Um. You know. Look. It. it you know. I think that's. This is one of those examples of. Of. You know. Competitive fire getting out of hand, and some inexperience too. Look, I've known Juwan a long time. I, I worked with Juwan for several years. Um. When I saw this, it was. Totally out of character. You know, not the Juwan that I know. Which makes me think that as a coach, now he's still learning. You know, he's he's only been there a couple of years, but he had some success right off the bat. Now, this year has not gone the way he's wanted it to go. Um, and I think that we've seen some of that. At the end of the day, look, you're right, it's his second strike here. I mean, he one more and he's going to be toxic. And I think there's... Um, you know, you're right. I think Michigan should have been a lot more s- strong in this. You know, they, you know, Juwan has to understand, and Michigan certainly knows this and should be reinforcing this, that he's a re- role model for these guys, regardless of, I know it's a big program. I know these guys are, I many of these guys are going to play pro somewhere, et cetera, but at the end of the day, he's still the head coach of a collegiate program, and he's got to set, you know, set an example here. Um, and, you know, that had that statement been something like, you know, regardless of any, um, any ill will prior to, or after what happened, what happened was wrong. And I'd even leave
0: it out that first part, Matt, look, you, you don't slap players. You're a leader of young men. Be a, be a gracious loser. Get, get in the locker room shake some hands yeah. and if you want to vent later yeah. vent and say hey I didn't appreciate a timeout with 15 seconds left well guess yeah, what right My third stringers were in there and you were pressing yeah so there's there's like the whole scenario behind it you know I I, I think that the, the 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 crazy thing now is that this talk about eliminating the handshake line that's well, crazy. yeah well why I don't know if anybody listening, Saw Tom Izzo, the Michigan State coach, was asked about it and gave the greatest response ever. He said, "Yeah, let's. We're, we're already telling young people if you don't like this, just quit. Right. If you don't like this, just change your change your mind. And now we're going to tell them if you get your butt whipped, don't be a man. Yeah, you know. And no, walk down the line and shake your hands, whether you like that tradition or not. the 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 idea of ending it because of someone being unsportsmanlike." Is insanity.
1: It is. And and look, once again, let's get over ourselves here. This is sports. You know, I mean, these guys, and I know it's a big business, but at the end of the day, it's still sports. These guys you shake hands at the other end of this. I mean, we some of these things, these traditions are here for a reason. You know, the, we, we have to accept the fact that we're, and this is throughout society, that we're all different and that we have different views but at the end of the day, we can we can put them aside and compete and we can we can try to accomplish something. And and, and that's where eliminating the handshake line is just I just cringed when I saw that. I mean, come on, uh, let's 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 put this aside and and act like grown people here.
0: Yeah. Take responsibility for your actions. Own your shit, as we like to say here at Maroon PR. That's right. Um, and then last but not least, just a quick touch on the Major League Baseball and Players Association um, fight. Um, uh, we're in a work stoppage. You know, today as we record this, it is February 24th, and there's still a work stoppage. And um, Major League Baseball informed the union that if the deal is not struck by Monday, it will delay opening day, which is just a bummer for everybody, yep. right? Um I was very optimistic a couple of weeks ago because it seemed like they were talking, they were moving toward that. I know players generally think spring training's three weeks too long anyway. So this was part, part delay games for that too. Now I'm not so sure. And you know, this last time something like this happened that I remember was 94 when, you know, they had Cal Ripken in his streak to bail him out, which I was, you know, right. lucky to be a part of, um, small part of, um, but, You know, I don't know. Like people I think I think it's leagues and unions not that people will not go back to baseball. Of course they will. But I think people are more educated about sports and and the and the um financials around sports these days and the money that's being divvied up and all that. There's way more info about that than when we were kids. And so you're just pissing people off. And there's also a lot of other th- options for fans now. You know, they're watching different, new kind of sports. They're doing different sort of things. Um, sports like the NFL are almost year-round now, and the NBA. And, you know, you got combines and drafts and free agency and all that. So you want to do what you can to keep keep them engaged. And I'm I'm just hoping that this moves quickly.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, look, at the end of the day, here baseball really can't afford this. You know, it, they are. A sport that has seen some decline in their in their fan base, um, and you know they've they've made some really good efforts off the field to try to to try to grow it. There's no doubt about that. Yes. But at the same time, you know all of that progress can really go away quickly when you do something like this. Yeah, and, and, and I agree with you, Matt. It's just it's just hard to. To you know, for the public to un, to relate to this in some degree, you are right; they do get it a little bit more. Certainly, sports fans can they hear and see a lot more these days about salaries and 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 how they're how the benefits are are arranged for players and and leagues and unions, et cetera. But at the end of the day, it's still a sport that, and you know that, that if it goes away. People are going to be angry and the hardcore baseball fans are going to miss it. But those up-and-coming fans, they'll find something else. And you just can't afford that right
0: now. Yeah, and like you said, MLB's done a really good job of getting out there more with their play ball campaigns and and, um, RBI programs and whatnot. They're trying and they're succeeding in growing the sport – at at the youth levels, but you don't want to damage that effort and kill that momentum. So here's to them solving that quickly. Uh, This was a quick down and dirty spin is a four-letter word about some of the uh, big issues surrounding the sports world. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Uh, Give us a follow at Maroon PR and check out maroonpr.com to learn more. But thanks again. Talk to you soon.